Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now, that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning, and welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. We're promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and we're here to help you, our listeners, in every area, everything that we do, we're here to help you be empowered to know and impact the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. There are several ways you can do this. The primary way, if you want to get your thoughts, your insights, uh, commentary live on the air, you can do that by dialing 347-237-5230. That's the number to call to get your uh, be heard live on the air. The other thing is the chat room is open. You can go to Blog Talk Radio. I come and uh, join in the chat room, and uh, you can get your thoughts in and there. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, Zero Network on Facebook, and uh, catch up on the archive shows. The link's there for your new archive show, uh, as well as you can leave a comment there on that page regarding any topic um, that we have there. And always, also, you can also... Uh, uh, Follow us on Twitter. The show page is at zero at zero radio on Twitter, and my personal uh, handle is at prophesy um, on Twitter. And follow, go to our website lorenzotinio.com, and you see articles and blogs uh, that we uh, try to keep regularly updated. 
And if you need to just get in touch with me personally, it's PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. Those are the ways you can get in touch with us. Those are the ways that you can share with us, interact with us. And we love hearing from you, our listeners, because what we do, we do for you. And the feedback and insight that you do help us to do uh, make this show uh, a great show. Uh, we do have an interesting topic this uh, this morning. And if you hear any kind of whining or whimpering, my little dude is in the office and he's just trying to find plenty of mischief to get into. Uh, so <laughs> if I get distracted, I'm blaming the dog. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we do have a, a great topic. He's just looking at me like, why you want to blame me? See, he's the dog thinks he's human. He's looking at me like, I know you're talking about me, and you can't put any blame on me. I'm blaming you if I get distracted, just like I got distracted just then. See that? I blamed him. Uh, he can't do anything. He's a dog. <laughs> I, I, I love myself and my dog. Um, but anyway, uh, we are going to be talking today about uh, domestic violence and the church, in particular the black church, uh, drawing from an article uh, written in the Atlantic um, magazine uh, that basically uh, said the black church makes uh, helps black men, how the church helps black men to flourish is written by uh, Bradford Wilcox and Nicholas Wolfinger. I think I said his name right. And then there was a counter argument uh, article written by Dr. Sikivu uh, uh, Hutchison. I think I think her, said her name right. If wrong, right. If I did, I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Hutchinson, but she wrote a counter article to this in uh, the religious dispatches. And so uh, we're going to be drawing from both of those sources to get a dialogue about what is going on. And it is also we're drawing from from uh, the incident with James Fortune, and the gospel singer. So we'll be talking about that uh, in the second segment. Uh, but the first segment, we have some very sad news. Um, if you're like me, you grew up in the church and one of the most prominent gospel voices that you heard in the church in the 80s and the 90s, uh, other than Walter Hawkins and um, Andre Crouch, Vanessa Bell, uh, Armstrong and all those, I think I said, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Um, there are a lot of great gospel singers, but one stood out, and that was Pastor Daryl Coley. And uh, I, I have the unfortunate news to uh, announced that uh, Pastor Darrell Coley passed away. Um, I, I want to say either yesterday or, or early this morning. He was in hospice care. As you know, he was suffering from, he had been uh, suffering from cancer for a number of years and uh, basically was unable to uh, engage in music ministry of any kind. And so, um, you know, he, he basically went into retirement and focused on his health. And but he was widely, widely celebrated for singer and pastor, and he passed away. Uh, um, I can't remember. I, I, sometime this morning or yesterday. So uh, pray for the Coley family. Pray for his his church. Pray for the gospel music industry. And, and um, I I say that because you know the gospel music industry of today is not like it was. Uh, two decades ago, and uh, you know this guy that Daryl Coley sang some of the, I mean his vocal range was absolutely 
amazing. He's one of the greatest tenors uh, the gospel music industry had ever seen. And to hear his voice silence uh, on this side, I'm sure he's in a great heavenly chorus. And uh, we just we just celebrate his legacy. And I, I was trying to find some tracks that I could play. Uh, and I'll still try to see if I could find some. But um, we extend our condolences and our prayers to the family and friends of uh, Pastor Daryl Coley. So um, uh, just keep him lifted up. Keep him lifted up. I tell you, this dude is already, this dude is already uh, <laughs> distracting me. So um, we we talked about um, Brian Carn several weeks ago, and of course the controversy of whether or not he plagiarized a psychic. Y'all hear that, right? Y'all hear that? That's not me. He, he wants to do what he wants to do. <laughs> um, how Brian Carn plagiarized or allegedly plagiarized uh, a psychic. And her predictions for 2015. Karn uh, has since held his uh, prayer meeting, 48 hours of prayer, and he he um, he during that moment uh, he had uh, I don't know who they were, elders or whoever, uh, pray for him. He, he's never acknowledged any wrongdoing, or he's never acknowledged. Or even, you know, said anything as to whether or not he was in error, but he 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 did submit uh, to some sense of repentance, I guess, or at least uh, forgiveness. I, I don't know what to call it. I I, I don't know, but uh, he's back on his groove, you know, and he'll still have his engagements, nonetheless, whatever it is. Uh, but you know, it does it it, it really shook. Up that charismatic, apostolic, prophetic uh, arena, and it called into question a lot of the giftings persons claim to have. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it should be encouraged. Uh, but but it has raised up the question about how do we vet our, our clergy? I know uh, every church and every, uh, especially those who are autonomous, independent. <laughs> They have their own method or they have their own means of vetting. And I know in the African Methodist Episcopal Church or uh and our and others like ours, you know, we have a full system in place through our board of examiners and you know, the five year process. <laughs> and that doesn't include seminary school, that's just the process without seminary. Uh so you know, some churches have that and it, it's a lot more difficult for independent churches you know, churches and independent fellowships to to develop a system to better vet who they you know who they bring in, screen and all that. Even even who they are, are raising up in ministry, it's difficult. But uh, I'm sure now more pastors, more elders, more bishops are going to be paying more attention, greater attention to this to this, and uh, I'm sure they're not going to be issuing titles as much. Uh, not that a title matters, but you know there are a lot of people with prof- prophet and apostle, all that kind of stuff, and um, it is proving uh, troublesome for some. But I, and I do pray this this brings about a sense of reformation in the church, 
uh, that we focus on what needs to be focused, and that's the gospel, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and Christ and him crucified is what we should focus on, and, and not so much as the titles or the giftings as Paul addressed in uh, the letter to the Corinthian church, the first Corinthians, you know, he addressed the whole idea of this zeal and overzealousness with gifts, and I think we're in that similar situation now, you know, we have a zeal for gifts, and we have a zeal for God, but not after knowledge, and so maybe maybe that will work for the good of the church, and I hope that it does, because there's a lot, there's a lot that I, uh, that needs to be addressed. Uh, more news real quick. Um, I lost my, play, my train of thought just that quick. Joel Osteen is coming under fire. Um, recently, an uh, 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 interview was released with Pastor Joel Osteen and Donald Trump. Also, Paula White endorsing Donald Trump. And both of these clergy, uh, both of these pastors are coming under scrutiny for their endorsement of Trump. Well, with uh, Osteen... Osteen called Trump a great man, a Christian man, deeply Christian man, and uh, Paula White espoused the same in her remarks, and both are coming under fire because it's, it's clear to some uh, that Trump really isn't as, as Christian, especially not evangelical Christian, as some would like to uh, uh, make him out to be. And so the fact that Joel Osteen, even though is uh he has not officially endorsed Trump just the way that he, he talked about Trump during the interview and how he praised him uh, in that radio interview that was leaked. It, it has called him into question. But what's really uh, uh, got the fire for Paula White is the fact that she pastors a predominantly black or African-American congregation. You know, she took over uh, um, Zachary Tim's church. Shortly after he passed, uh, I, you know, and you're probably familiar with the scandal that happened there. She left her church uh, and, you know, got the bid, put in the bid to be the pastor of that church. And Bishop Jakes went and installed her, T.D. Jakes installed her as the pastor. And so because she's the pastor of the predominantly uh, African-American church and she endorsing, she's endorsing uh, Donald Trump, she uh, has caused her called her into questions as far, you know, how can she endorse someone who has blatantly said some very um, harmful statements uh, that could be considered racist, could be considered very uh, misogynistic. I mean, uh, he said some very, very harmful statements since he's announced. And, of course, most of the violence that's taken that is occurring at his rallies are happening to people of color largely. You know, black. There's a there was a incident that was um, widespread that showed a, a black man getting sucker punched by a white man, uh, and it turned out that the student who got punched wasn't even a protester. Uh, and it goes on and on. And, and so, so much of the things that surrounded Trump, why he's popular with many white evangelical Christians is. It's still bewildering to some, but it's getting interesting the more. And the same thing with Hillary Clinton is more of her history is coming up regarding how she, you know, 
how she pushed for uh, Bill Clinton's uh, criminalization laws back in the 90s, you know, tough on crime and, and led to the prison and criminal justice um, system, systemic problem that we have now, as well as her her um, stance, you know, when he was going through his thing with Monica Winsky and all this stuff and how she adamantly attacked those women and to make uh, him the victim and the women uh, the agitators, you know, she 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 victimized her husband and vic- and uh, villainized the women, and you know that's on record. So <laughs> if either one of them becomes either party's nomination nominee, you know, you're you're looking at the lesser of two evils basically. But hey, it is what it is. So be in prayer for this uh, the rest of this primary season and as we go into the. Uh, the party's uh, convention. There's a lot going on. So anyway, we're going to come back and we're going to get into our main topic. Um, Is the black church helpful? Is it making men flourish? Or is it in reinforcing uh, behaviors or uh, keeping men in, in patterns of behavior that is more harmful than helpful? That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, domestic, the church and domestic violence is really making men better. So that's what we'll get into as soon as we get out of here. And I let my dog outside so it can stop getting on my nerves. <laughs> so we'll be back right after this. Saturday, March 19th from 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Hampton University Student Center Ballroom. The forum celebrates the importance of family in the black community. Panel will discuss challenges and solutions and provide time for audience participation during lunch. The Black Family Forum is free to everyone and hosted by the Douglas Leadership Institute. Free lunch will be served to all registered guests at www.dlinstitute.org or Facebook at DL Institute. Join us this Saturday, March 19th at 10.30 for the forum and special pastors-only breakfast. Register today, www.dlinstitute.org. At the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, I'm part of a place where I'm always challenged to do more. I am a part of a place where I can be involved. I'm a part of a place where everything is possible. I'm part of a place where champions are made. At the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, you can get an affordable education with competitive degree offerings, diverse student population, and stellar faculty. Become part of a place where you can get everything you need to succeed. Become a part of the pride at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Gun violence is becoming a major problem in many of our communities. And I'm sure there are plenty of you who are aware of someone who is a victim of gun violence. Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America is a nonpartisan grassroots movement to mobilize moms and families to advocate for stronger gun laws. It's a common sense, middle ground solutions to the escalating problem of gun violence in America, and it's straightforward. Matter of fact, 
his moms and sisters and brothers, their pastors like myself, all involved in helping people become more aware to to engage the state legislatures, the federal government, to to really think with common sense about gun laws. And I'm a part of it. We just lost a chapter here in Mississippi, and I'm a part of that. We'll be meeting with our state legislatures lobbying for better gun reform laws. And so you need to be a part of this. I really encourage you to be a part of it. And there's several ways you can do this. If you want to, go visit www.momsdemandaction.org and see what they have to offer. And once you do that, you can join. And if you really, really, really are already ready to act, you can text READY to 644-33 and join in the movement. That's Mom Demands Action for Gun Sense in America. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Friends, there's nothing as soothing as having a sweet aroma penetrate all of your senses. Peacock, the newest candle fragrance by Heatcentric, is that aroma. Peacock is a vegan hand-poured candle that fills the room with a soothing aroma that everyone is guaranteed to enjoy. Peacock by Heatcentric is the fragrance developed by Lady Jocelyn Sanders that's designed to reflect the glory in everyday life. I guarantee you are not disappointed when you order your candle today from Heatcentric. I have one at home and in my office, and I tell you, it's so good. It helps me relax at home, and it helps me concentrate and stay on task in the office. You need to order yours today by visiting LadySanders.com, and while they also pick up a copy of her book, The Encounter, I'm telling you, you will love both. Peacock by Heatcentric, reflecting the glory in everyday life. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. I'm Pastor Lorenzo Neal, your host. Got to make sure I have my mic on. I I, I want to do a quick promo here. There's a group that is I'm very passionate about, and uh, I think you'll be passionate about also. It's a group called Moms Demand Action for Grunt Sense in America. It's a nonpartisan grassroots movement, and and I thought I had put, to put the promo, and then I realized that it did not play. So I'm giving this promo uh, before we get into the second then, uh, the second segment, Moms Demand Action is a grassroots movement that mobilized moms, families to advocate for stronger gun laws. And if you're aware, President Obama just recently signed an executive order for stricter uh, uh, gun uh, law, uh, basically for, uh, you know, I think it's for registration, registering guns and uh, whatever it is. I, I've forgotten exactly. But uh, you'd be surprised how many uh, southern states, particularly, but how many people are opposed, thinking it's, it's affecting their gun, you know, taking away their guns. It's not about that. It's about common sense. And uh, Moms Demand Action is is a group of mothers, is fathers, sisters, brothers, aunties, myself included, who are lobbying the legislatures and saying, look, nobody's trying to take away your guns. We just want you to have uh, help have common sense in gun use. And so uh, myself with a group uh, and along with other groups here in the state of Mississippi will be lobbying at the state capitol uh, on tomorrow. And we'll be 
uh, helping our state legislatures understand that some gun laws are just not common sense. Matter of fact, we have one here that we're talking about. Uh, it's a Senate bill for called the Church Defense Act, and basically it's saying that anybody and everybody can carry a, uh, a weapon into a church because it, you know, they need it, especially after what happened in uh, in Mother Emanuel in Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm, of course, opposed to that. But I want to encourage you to go to um, to that website, and it's uh, www.momsdemandaction.org. Look at what they're about. See and read the stories. And I'm, I guarantee you, you'll be moved, and you'll want to join, and you want to act. And they'll have a they'll have a place there you can you can join. And if you if you read that and you just hear my plea right now, and you want to join, you're ready to get active, you're ready to engage, and you're tired of seeing gun violence take the lives and affect the lives of so many people, then simply text text ready R E A D Y to six four four three three. A demand action demand common sense with what your legislator regarding these gun laws. So that's my plug for that. If you are in the Mississippi area, I want to encourage you to come by the state capitol in Jackson, Mississippi. We'll be a we'll be having a press conference. We'll be lobbying the state Senate and hoping and praying that this bill doesn't pass particularly. But and also later on today, uh we have a group clergy for prison reform, which I'm also a part of. I find myself being a part of so many other so many things. And I love it. I love it. But uh, we'll be meeting also at the state capitol. Uh, we'll be having a press conference. And we're also lobbying the legislature here in the state of Mississippi to be more engaged and more aware of criminal justice reforms that's necessary. Not just with sentencing, but there's some lot of there's a lot of stuff that's going on, and it's affecting mostly uh, young black men of color, uh, black Hispanics. It's affecting us more than anybody else. We're the highest incarcerated group of people in the world. And it uh, needs to be addressed because sometimes um, it, it, it's where we, we get arrested for none, little things. But anyway, those are just some things, my plug for the, some of the organizations that I'm a part of that I think you need to be aware of. And I want to empower you. Again, this is all about empowering you, our listeners, to knowing and impacting the world around you. And this is the way you can do something. Uh, do that. All right. All right. Let's get into this segment here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, story broke of gospel singer James Fortune pleading guilty to domestic assault against his wife. And what was shocking about this is that this was not the first time this was alleged and reported. The first time, um, I believe, it was in 2014, somewhere in there. Uh, this came out, and um, he, you know, his wife dropped the charges. It made the, you know, made news, made news because of he had another criminal history regarding one of his stepchildren, I believe, uh, something like that, where uh, it was abuse regarding the child. And so he had a very, he had a, a history of anger issues, and and so apparently. He didn't learn from the first one, and he laid his hands on his wife again, and charges brought. This time, the wife did not deny the charges. She didn't drop the charges. He pled guilty and was sentenced to five years probation and five days in jail. But if you remember, in the latter part of 2014, somewhere in there, 
or 2015. I don't I don't recall, but they had some kind of restoration sort of service for him. And uh, you can go to uh, Pimp Preacher, uh, Church Folk Revolution, and you can find that story of how some gospel artists restored him to ministry without even, you know, fully vetting whether it was truth or not. They just simply said, uh, well, uh, well, the court didn't find anything. His wife didn't bring in charge, so he must be not guilty. And it's just rumors. And lo and behold, lo and behold, it turns out he has an issue with anger management. And so this story, this is another one of those stories that shook up the black the black church because um, you know here we have we have this this gospel icon um, being pleading guilty to violence. You know he's not loving him his neighbor as himself. He's not loving his wife as Christ loved the church. He's he's abusing her and. She got to the point where she couldn't take it. And so just a week after that, the Atlantic, uh, the Atlantic magazine published a paper, uh, an article by two gentlemen that said the, the title of the article was How the Church Helps Black Men Flourish in America. And it says basically that the structure it provides along with values it is still strengthens employment prospects, family life, and more. And the authors go through and they talk about how um, they give statistics of black men between certain ages and those who are in prison, and, you know, the likelihood of them getting incarcerated. It's really a technical paper. It's well written. It's well, um, read, well informed. And, um, you know, it presented a good argument. Like, for example, it said black men aged 22 to 26 who reported committed a serious crime. Uh, and it gives the statistic that uh, those 20% attended church frequently and that 24% uh, didn't, didn't attend church frequently. And basically says statistically that those who attended church frequently were less likely to commit a serious crime. And those who did not attend church frequently were more likely to commit a serious crime. So, and, you know, it goes on throughout the article presenting more statistics. Uh, again, it's a well-researched uh, article. And they, they tell you where they got the data from. And, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, if you're in the methodical like me, you know, you want to probably re, you know, uh, redo the study. Yeah, that's what you do in research. You, you go back and see if you can, uh, you can um, model the study, you know, redo the study and see if you come out with a similar statistics. Anyway, so while they brought this up, my question was, uh, is it true? Are we really are we really, as the black church in particular, are we really doing enough to help? To help, or are we just, you know, just serving as a means to an end for some? And uh, uh, Dr. Sikivu, Sikivu, I, I can't say her first name, Hutchison, she, she wrote a, um, 
an article published in Religious Dispatches uh, titled Just Give Them a Little Jesus, Black Marriage Meets the Meets White Paternalism, in which she provides a counter-argument to story in The Atlantic. And she she basically says that regardless of religious affiliation, um, you know, black on black crime or black crime or shouldn't, you know, the religious affiliation shouldn't play into that. And she really presents, she really digs in deep and said, actually, the black church may be guilty of promoting uh, uh, a, a, a very, uh, a very skewed view of manhood. And so that's where, that's where I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from today. When it, because honestly, most black preachers do not deal with some, these subjects. They don't want to talk about. You won't hear black preachers. A lot of them. You will not hear them talk about domestic violence. You will not hear them talk about sexuality uh, in, of any kind, unless they talk to. You know, they're trying to draw draw uh, people to the church by talking about you know sex. Uh, you won't hear them talk about that. You know, not in not in. In, in, in ways that really address serious issues. You won't hear them talk about uh, mass incarceration or systemic criminal justice issues. You won't hear them a touch address that in a sermon on a Sunday morning. And uh, you will not hear them address why people come to church. Some of them won't. Some of them will. But then, you know, there's the, there's the you come to church so you can be a better person. And while there are still people in the church who never change behaviors, they're sexual. We know there are, se- there are men who come to church because there are women there. And we know that women make up about 80% of the black church population, probably more. But, you know, that's a safe conservative statistic right there, safe conservative number, about 80%, 80 85% of church population is women. So you'll have men who come to church to find a woman. And we've been told, you want to find a good woman, don't go in the club, go to the church. So you have sexual predators who will come to church and prey on women. You have preachers who are sexual predators who prey on women in the congregation. You have some women come to church who are sexual predators preying on the pastor, preying on other men, you know, because they figure the man is in the church, got to be a good man. So there are a number of things and, and variables that factor into this to this big picture. But the question still remains, and I'm really, really, I'd love to hear your voice on this. Uh, the question still remains, regarding this issue, is the church really as vocal and proactive as it needs to be regarding how our men learn to be men in the church and in the world. Take the instance of former uh, pastor of Mars Hill Church, um, and you know him. Uh, what's the guy's name? Lord have mercy. Just, just that quick. Uh, anyway, he was pastor of Mars Hill Church, and he ended up leaving the church Um for a number of reasons. 
goodness gracious, this is going to bother me because I can't think of his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, um, he 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 was this ultra man's band pastor, you know. Um, he he was he he proclaimed all kinds of stuff that eventually led him to Mark Driscoll. Thank you. Mark Driscoll was the uh, it's the pastor I'm talking about. But anyway, he's this ultra ultra machismo man's man pastor. Really kind of misogynistic in a way and really macho. And that's, you know, in in Dr. Hutchinson's article, you know, it's still presented in the black churches that way. You know, men going to be men, man, manly men. And yet we're finding ourselves full of emasculated men in some way, in some, some instances, in some churches. Effeminate men. And, and it's it's just all over the place. Um, but the question, I mean, not the question, in, in, in bringing up men in the church, when we hear of issues of women being raped, uh, women being assaulted in their homes by their husbands or by their lovers uh, or any other, uh, anything like that, young girls being molested in the home by male relatives, all kinds of things that we hear as pastors and we don't address because it's too sensitive of an issue. It's a private matter with the family. And yes, those all those are all great concerns. But we still have to be very vocal about it. It's our job to cry out. It's our job to be a watchman on the wall. It's our job. And when we don't do that, we fail our parishioners. That's that's just me. I believe that's what happens. We fail our parishioners. We fail. And by failing them, we almost emasculate our ministry. We 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 take away the power of of God's voice and God's presence and God's anointing to destroy yokes and remove burdens. We disallow the full working of God's grace in the lives of those we serve. And everybody's not equipped to do it. I, I you know, I don't want to I don't want to take away and say that every preacher should do it. Everybody's not equipped to do it. But we must be able to do it, and we must be able to do it in a means that is empowering, in in a means that is that is transforming, and in the means that is liberating. I'm gonna take a break, and when I come back, I'm gonna read more from the articles. I just pulled both of them up, and I'm gonna draw from both of those articles, and and hopefully we can create a dialogue. Hopefully, you know, get a little bit more insight. I would really love to hear from you. Call three four seven. Two three seven five two three zero. Chat room is open. Uh, however you want to do it, we're glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening. I'm gonna take this quick break, and um, when we come back, we'll get back into the second uh, part of this segment. Be right back.
Bitsy, name your price tool, you tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh, Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. Call or click today. This is the Quicksilver Cashback card from Capital One. It's not the limit to cash I earn every month card. It's not the I only earn decent rewards at the gas station card. It's the no games, no signing up, everyday rewarding, kung fu fighting, silver lightning in a bottle, bringing home the bacon cashback card. This is the Quicksilver card from Capital One. Unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase, everywhere, every single day. So ask yourself, what's in your wallet? I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. To keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com at Farmers, we make you smarter about insurance because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that posting your travel plans online may attract burglars? Talk to Hawaii. What if you didn't know that as the price of gold rises, so should the coverage on your jewelry? Ah. What if you didn't know that kitty litter can help you out of a slippery situation? The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to Farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. How much money do you need to make each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen, who needs to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday, and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six figure income and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Thank you for all who's tuning in. Again, the chat room is open if you want to share your thoughts there. Um, you can get in and share your thoughts there. A couple of people 
Is that a thing? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, also, call 347-237-5230. Let me slow that down. 347-237-5230. And also leave comments on the Facebook page. Go to the Facebook page, Zero Network, and like that page there. And go to the show and subscribe to the show. And um, follow us on Twitter. All of the social outlets that we're available to. And we invite you to join us. Uh, and help us make this show a great show. Great show. Also, uh, got to put this in. Got to put in the plug. If you have not gotten a copy of my book, I want to encourage you to get a copy of my book, uh, Breach in the Family. Get that on uh, Amazon.com. Uh, go to LorenzoTNeal.com and go to the store. You can order a copy there. Um, and, you know, hey, it's downloadable on Kindle and all other major outlets, ebook outlets. You can get them there too. So, uh, Make sure you get a copy of that. It'll be a blessing to you. So as we close out this segment, we're talking about the church and domestic violence. Is it really making black men better, making them flourish? According to the article written by um, in the Atlantic, published in the Atlantic, written by uh, Bradford, Bradford Wilcox and Nicholas Wolfinger, that the black church, black church helps uh, black men flourish. Um, the question was, why do some black men flourish while others struggle? One answer is faith. And this is a statistic, a statistic that they give. America, African-American men who attend church rates notably higher above national average. 37% of those 18 to 60 attend several times a week, a month, uh, compared to 30% of non-black men, according to 2008-2014 uh, general, general Social Survey. And compared to their less religious part peers, these Six million or so black men are significantly less, more likely to thrive. I mean, they're significantly more likely to thrive. And it goes through statistics of those who have been incarcerated and not incarcerated. And um, go through the article again. I believe you can just simply Google the Atlantic.com politics uh, or Google how black men, how the church helps black men or black men and the church or something like that, you'll come up with it. Anyway, um, so it lists various statistics. Um, and one thing that caught my eye is the fact that according to the statistics that they listed, they they give it by those who attend church and those who don't attend church uh, as black men. And statistically what they gave, it, they show that uh, black men who are working, or black black men who are incarcerated, black men who are not working, black men who are not as educated or not married by a certain age, uh, those who are in the church tend to seem to have a, a better life um, because, you know, faith plays a part in that. It gives a testimony of a young man who got converted to Christianity while in prison and says how Christianity has helped him become a, a better prisoner as well as a better black man. And hopefully he can transfer what he has learned and gained from Christianity in prison and when he is uh, reintegrated back into uh, the community. And so it gives statistics, and uh, you know, I'm not sure how what the, how the skew, skew the statistics are, but uh, uh, overwhelmingly it seemed that those black men Excuse me. Those black men who attended church regularly 
and did not give a schematic of what regular really is, but just say monthly, seemed to do better, seemed to have better relationships, seemed to have higher drives, you know, for success, a greater sense of balance because of their faith. And and I counter that with the article from uh, Dr. Sikubu Hutchison, Sikubu Hutchison, um, titled uh, Just Give Them Jesus, published in Religious Di- Dispatches. And you can simply go uh, to that website, Religious Dispatches, and you can find that, .org. You can find that article. And she says these words. She said, however, uh, in spite of what is presented in the Atlantic, uh, because uh, – for example, it says um, uh, uh, it says religious versus their non-religious peers, um, the other non-religious black men, and uh, they know that um, African Americans as a whole are overwhelmingly religious, and because of that, black men, um, with with that in mind, is still is still showing that black men overwhelmingly have higher rates of homicide, unemployment, incarceration, and homelessness. And while the data found, you know, while the data presented something in the positive light, she's saying it's still overwhelmingly, disparagingly, uh, just uh, not looking good. It, it's, it's not proving, uh, it's not overwhelmingly proof that just because you're in church, you're going to do better. And she presents this argument that there are still, uh, in most, most cases, the black church still promotes a message of homophobia, misogynist, misogynism, and that may encourage other things, such as domestic violence, abuse, and all kinds of things. And, of course, you know, she's not saying this is the case, but she's just providing a counter-argument that while statistically, yes, they may seem to do better, uh, than those who do not attend church regularly, it is not uh, uh, hardcore proof that just going to church is going to make you flourish. And and I, I bring all that up with the case of James Fortune and what he experienced. We we now know that just because you go to church, even if you are a, a leading gospel music artist, yeah, that <laughs> the church does not necessarily take away temperaments that are displeasing to God. Or behaviors that are displeasing to God. We we you know um, remember Kirk Franklin admitted having uh, an addiction to pornography and act and and I you know been there with him also. Uh, and we know about the the large uh, statistically large statistically significant. Let me use that language. Statistically significant number of male pastors, male black pastors, who um, Use their 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 role as a means of sexual predator. Uh, you know, being a sexual predator, they prey on women in the congregation. And, and again, statistically, and of course, this may be the case in, in uh, non-black churches also. But you know, and you, we hear the scandal. You know, such and such preacher has bad reputation, and, and I'm not putting preachers on blast. Please, please understand, I'm not putting any preachers on blast. Um, but statistically, you know, significant, we do have uh, a very bad reputation. And then also, we we produce in so many ways atmospheres that encourage men 
to to cover up behaviors that are dysfunctional. You know, so man will come on, come to the church, put on a good put on a good act doing Sunday service and come across as a good man and go home and be a wife beater. Or go home and be uh an alcoholic. Or go home and be a sexual predator. Or go home and be all kinds of uh things that are kept in the in closet that may be very harmful for their families. And unfortunately a lot of churches uh, the pastors and black churches are not equipped to handle because they don't address. They're not equipped to address such issues. And I believe that once we get to the point where we're comfortable and acknowledging that these are issues that are happening in our church and that we must address them, then we will be more empowered to have people who feel comfortable coming to the church feel comfortable saying that, look, I'm struggling with issues like this, and we need to provide outlets and ministries and or resources. Well, we don't have resources in the church. We should be able to refer them to uh, agencies that they can get help. That's what we need to be able to do. And I'm a strong advocate for that. I'm a strong advocate for helping our members get the help that they need. But the church is, as we know, you know, we say that the church is the hospital for the sick. But in most cases, what happens is sick gets sicker. And some even die because they never get the help, the help that they really need. They don't get what they need from the church. And unfortunately... It, it is what it is. And so what we want to do, uh, what I hope to accomplish, is to be able to help help each other. I know it's possible, and I know we can do it. We shouldn't see more headlines like uh, James Fortune in the church. We shouldn't see more headlines like uh, what goes on in certain churches uh, where women are fighting over, over men where the pastor is aware of serious atrocities going on in home and does not act. Where there's a there is an environment of silence. We can't do that. There are too many people suffering in silence in our church. In our churches. And we need to we need to do something. We need to be able to tell them that um that there is an outlet, there's a there's a means for them to to go. There's a way for them to, and you know, where the Bible doesn't explicitly uh, deal with certain issues, we can use, you know, we can help them. We can be able to empower them and and tell them that there is there's room at the cross for you. That's one of my favorite hymns. There's room at the cross. We can be able to do that. So I, I I appreciate all I appreciate these articles, the authors who published these articles. They're very insightful. And again, I want to encourage you to read both of these both of these articles so you can get a balanced appreciation for this issue and be able to, you know, be able to address it in a manner that is really, really engaging. 
uh, again, the Atlantic, go there and uh, how the black church helps men flourish and on religious dispatches, uh, um, Dr. Sakubu Hutchinson's article. Both are full of great information and great insight. I think you will appreciate it. And I hope maybe I'll be able to get Dr. Sakubu on here. She has a book called Moral Combat. And although she is uh, a, a non believer, uh, that book is very insightful. Uh, and I must see if I can get her on the book and we have a good dialogue uh, with that. Anyway, um, it's good that you'll be able to join us. We're in the latter part of the Lenten season as we head into Holy Week uh, next week. I want to encourage you strongly to, if you're still observing your Lenten fast or Lenten observances, however you're doing that, continue to seek the Lord daily. Continue to find out how you can give a little bit more of yourself after Lent. Don't 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 try to pick up something that you laid down. Um, next week, if the Lord wills, I'm excited to have a, a guest on. I will have um, um, Dr. Joe Martin, um, who is the founder of the Real Men Connect, and he is uh, that that is a um, community Christian community dedicated to discipling and uh, creating disciples and um, um, he has agreed to come on to the show we're going to have a uh, great discussion and talk with him and about things that he is doing um, with his ministry there and uh, he'll be a guest again it's Joe Martin you can go to his uh, uh, website realmenconnect.com and learn about him, but he'll be our guest next week, and we'll be talking, we'll probably even talk a little bit more about this, uh, about this issue of uh, the black church and men and domestic violence and all of that stuff. And so I'm excited about that. So uh, we appreciate you. Again, uh, join our Facebook community, uh, the Zero Network on Facebook, and go and join and like the show, blogtalkradio.com slash Zero Today. And Yep, that's my signal to get on out of here. Um, follow through with uh, follow up with all our articles and uh, things that we share on our page, LorenzoTinio.com. Articles, blogs, all that kind of stuff. Of course, you know, purchase our book. <laughs> all of that. You can do all of that there. But we invite you to continue. We'll be back next week with another wonderful topic. And uh, we're excited about the Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and I am out of here. God bless you guys. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.